your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, and I'm taking you guys on an early matinee episode of the Locked on Blues podcast today. Uh, Tommy's busy at work. I got some stuff later, so I figured we get an early afternoon episode out before the game. Um, I'm excited. Going to be talking Blues Jets. Uh, Going to be talking about a little bit around the NHL as well. Uh, some some other teams I kind of wanted to give my two cents on briefly. And then I want to talk about Jake Neighbors because tonight will be his ninth game, meaning it's decision time for him. Uh, so big episode today. But before we get into that, I wanted to thank you guys, anyone out there who makes us your first listen, um, whether this on YouTube, like JTAP, who's already in the chat, um, hopping in right away. Or if you're listening to us right in the morning with your morning cup of coffee, that's why we make these short, easy 20-minute episodes. We want to make it the first thing you guys do in the morning. So we appreciate that. Um, Without further ado, the St. Louis Blues match up against the sort of red-hot Winnipeg Jets tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time in Winnipeg. Um, Big matchup there. The Blues are second in the Central Division right now, one point ahead of the Winnipeg Jets. So obviously early in the season, um, not necessarily a huge implication game with standings, but still anytime that you got a divisional matchup with a team that's right near you in the standings, it's it's one of those where you want to establish the pace early, Um, especially considering the Blues haven't played the Winnipeg Jets since I think I saw February of 2020 which is crazy just due to COVID and all that. It's been a very long time since these two teams have matched up. Um, and they're going to they're gonna play a lot this season. So it, it's definitely going to be a, a first of many tonight, and it's going to be a good indication of how these two teams are going to play each other uh, as the season plays out. The Jets, like I said, have been a really hot team. I believe they just came off of a loss, which snapped their longest point streak in franchise history. Um, they were 6-0-2 through eight games before getting shut out, I think, on Sunday. Don't quote me on that. Um, all I know is the last game they played ended an eight-game point streak, but the Jets have been red hot. Um, you know what you're getting with them. They've got a, a pretty stacked forward core, a lot of guys that can put the puck in the net, um, and then Hellia Buck is always a nightmare for the Blues. Um, if I'm looking at this game, if I'm looking at – what I think the keys are for the Blues to come away with a victory. The first thing that sticks out to me is, unfortunately, the the injury um, and the COVID uh, absences that they're going to be facing. There's going to be no Braden Shen, no Tory Krug. Um, I'm not sure who else. But uh, once again, the Blues' depth is going to be tested. Um, having O'Reilly on the first-line center, Thomas is the second-line center, Barbashev at the third-line center, and Bozak at the fourth. So again, the center depth is getting a little bit um changed around with the with the absence of Braden Shen. That being said though, I think that this is gonna be a pretty pretty good matchup for the St. Louis Blues. Um uh Winnipeg doesn't have that strong of a defense, which I think will be good for the Blues offense to get sort of back on track. Uh Blues offense has been struggling the past few games. They've been playing some really strong defensive minded teams. Uh, and it's been a pretty pretty big contrast compared to their first few games of the season where they're putting up five, six, seven goals a game uh, compared to the last few where they've been scoring like one or two. So Winnipeg is definitely a team historically that struggled on defense. Obviously, Heliabuck is a nightmare. 
Um, one of, if not the best goalie in the league when he's playing his best hockey. So always going to be a challenge for the Blues, especially going in their barn. Um, it's a tough place to play. The fans are very, very passionate about the Jets. They they make it loud. They make it difficult. Um, but that could be a good thing, you know, for someone like Jordan Bennington who rides off of emotion and, you know, depends on or relies so heavily on his his mental state to to bring him confidence. If he goes in there and the Winnipeg fans are giving him a little little extra little extra uh, booing or whatever it may be, maybe that'll give the team a little bit more of a spark. But it's a big game tonight. Blues are sitting at 15 points in the Central Division. The Jets are sitting at 14. You know, you don't really want to squander points early. You want to try to build as big of a big of a lead on the division as possible. Um, so even though it's a you know meaningless regular season game, quote unquote. Um, divisional matchups are always more important than you know others because it's standing implications. Especially tonight, you know, Blues would end up third in the in the division if they were to lose. Um, it, it's such a close race that it probably won't matter too much in the long run. Um, but when you're just when you're playing teams so frequently throughout the regular season, you know, like they're going to match up against the Jets a couple more times. I think it's important that you set the tone early. That way, you know, coming into game two, game three, you're not saying, oh, darn, you know, we, we really struggled in game one. This team knows how to beat us. What are we going to do moving forward? Uh, so just in terms of setting the tone for the rest of the season, big Central Division matchup against a rival that they haven't played in a very long time. It's important that the Blues come away with a victory tonight and uh, a strong performance overall. Just set the tone, play Blues hockey, let the Jets know that they're going to have uh, have their hands full whenever the, these two division rivals match up. Um, now, that being said, there is another big storyline tonight, and that is Jake Neighbors playing his ninth game, which if you guys don't know, um, I can see the chat is blowing up. They're talking about it. But those of you at home, if you don't know, after uh, a player plays nine games, if they play their 10th game, they then burn a year of their entry-level contract. So what that means is right now, Jake Neighbors has a three-year deal. Um, if you were to get, if you were to play tonight and get sent down, it still is a three-year deal uh, for, for you know, starting whenever he gets called up to the NHL for 10 games. But if he plays tonight in the ninth game and then plays the 10th game as well, then this becomes year one of that contract. So it's pretty, it's a, it's a logistical decision for the St. Louis Blues, whether or not they want to burn a year off of his contract, whether they want his contract to expire in two years, or if he's good enough to burn a year now and, um, uh, have that contract expire, uh, sooner rather than later. So a big decision for the Blues. Um, I can see the chat's got a lot of opinions. I've got some opinions when we're talking about that, about that. Uh, but first, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Direct TV Stream. Now, does this sound familiar, especially with all the sports that are happening right now? You've got one game on your TV, another on your phone, another on your laptop, and it's frustrating. You, you keep looking back and forth. You just want to get all your games together in one place. Now, finally, there is a way for you to get the entertainment you love without the hassle, a way to get your TV together, and that is called Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream brings live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Now, when we return, we'll be getting into the Jake Neighbors debate. Should he stay? Should he go? So don't go anywhere. All right. 
So, big question heading into tonight and moving forward. Does Jake Neighbors deserve to stay on the St. Louis Blues? Now, I explained it before the break. Uh, Just to go over it again one more time real quickly. Jake Neighbors is playing in his ninth regular season game tonight. Once he plays in his 10th regular season game, if he does, this will officially become year one of his three-year entry-level deal. If he does not play in the 10th game and does it next year, then next year will be year one of his entry-level deal. Um, So, basically... Has he earned a spot this season? Does he earn to stay? Does he deserve to stay and burn a year off his contract? Or would the Blues rather save him and save his an extra contract year, save a little cap space down the line? Um, I think it's an interesting question. I think in terms of just pure play, if there was no contract situation involved and it was just the 12 best forwards, um, you know, plus to keep it keeping his potential in mind, I think Jake Neighbors would earn a spot on the St. Louis Blues. But with the with the fact that Sunquist is potentially coming back soon um, and, you know, Shen coming back soon. And the fact that he's already faced a couple of healthy scratches um, in, in games when he's had an opportunity in the lineup. It, I don't think this is a clear cut of a decision as I wished it was. Uh, I don't think that he's, you know, set the world on fire and made it a no brainer. Said like, Oh yeah, absolutely. He deserves to play. I think earlier in the season, he looked really, really strong. And I said, it was no doubt that he would be, spending the rest of the season with the St. Louis Blues. But now lately he's settled in a little bit more. He's got a little bit less ice time. He's gotten a scratch here and there. So I think it's it's definitely um, a debate. Uh, I, I think it, it depends on your valuation of Jake Neighbors, but also just your opinion of whether or not he can earn a spot in the lineup when everybody's fully healthy. Um, because as of right now, Oscar Sundquist comes back and there's going to be an odd man out. And based on the way that the the roster draw has come, Jake Neighbors is that 12th guy. Meaning uh, if if and when Oscar Sundquist comes back, it seems like Jake Neighbors might be the, the, the guy in the lineup that gets moved if he were to still be with the St. Louis Blues at that time. And now, if that is the case, if Jake Neighbors is the 12th man on the roster um, and is basically going to be battling for ice time when Oscar Sundquist comes back, I say send him down. Um, I think he's way too good for juniors. Um, I think he, that would be that would be something that he doesn't really need. He would dominate juniors, and it wouldn't be great for his development. I think if you can send him down to the AHL, um, you do that. I, again, I'm not 100% familiar with the contract situation. I think they would have to send him down to juniors, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, so don't don't quote me on that. But I, I, in my opinion, I think he's a little too good for juniors, but maybe not good enough consistently for the NHL on a competitive Blues roster. I think that there are a lot of other teams um, without the forward depth of the Blues have where Jake Neighbors would have a spot penciled in already, but with the depth of the St. Louis Blues this year, um, yeah, Richard Clay says he has to go to juniors. That's what I thought. Uh, thanks for confirming that. That's why I love having you guys in chat. So I only look dumb uh, in these episodes for a few minutes before someone corrects me, which is great. Um, but yeah, so he would have to go to juniors, which I think he's beyond ready for juniors i think he's he's had his time there um and i think that he would be too good for that league if he were to go down there it would help his development but that brings up the question would he be better developed playing with nhl players um and guys that are a little bit more closer to his his skill set or would he go would he benefit from going and just dominating juniors for a year i mean we saw that with i think jordan kairu um year that he almost made the team got sent back down to juniors and then set the league on fire put up like a hundred and something points so 
it's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, it would be a bit of a bummer going from uh, a prospect that you're really excited about up on the team to getting sent back down to juniors where you can't even catch the games. But um, it's a good problem to have, like was said earlier in the chat, just having too much forward depth. Because besides the whole contract argument, I think the biggest thing is the, the, the depth of this team. And regardless of whether or not you want to burn a year of his entry-level deal, you also just have to look at it and say, this for this this forward core is very deep um and at the moment jake neighbors is on the cusp of you know getting getting scratched when this team is fully healthy and that's no insult to him that just says there's 12 guys on this team that have a little bit more experience and maybe are a little bit better suited uh at the moment to play it's it's just maybe a little too a little too cutthroat for jake neighbors this year with the with the dog fight that is the the forward spots um because there's just so so many guys uh, playing for so few spots, and, and I, that could be that could be a reason why that he gets sent down. Besides even the contract situation, um, but that being said, I think that if you're looking at the long term future of this team, it also makes sense to send him down just because you get an extra year um, of of ELC for Jake Neighbors, and that's another year where you don't have to worry about paying him big bucks. Um, that being said, in my personal opinion, I've listed all the reasons why they, sh they should send him down and why that's a belief, but I think that he should stay. Um, I think Kyle Clifford, who's been the one that's been sort of competing for a spot with him, I think Kyle Clifford is sort of a specialist in the sense that whenever we're playing a team that throws a lot of hits and will grind, grind the Blues down, then Kyle Clifford's perfect, but those teams are few and far between, and overall, I think Jake Neighbors has been better suited for this lineup. Um, there's another argument where, or not another argument, but there's another scenario where if Jake neighbors plays 40 games this season, he loses his RFA status. I think so as another situation where we could be having a conversation a couple weeks from now, um, of, Oh, Jake neighbors is nearing 40 games. The blues sit him. So it, it, there's a lot of unfortunate semantics when it comes to NHL contracts, which you can't just bring a guy up and play if he deserves it. So. Uh, even if he does remain for his 10th game, that isn't a guarantee that he'll be a, a regular in the lineup. Um, but yeah, I think overall, if you're just looking at the 12 best forwards, I think he deserves a spot. Um, but with the with the sort of the asterisk of Sunquist coming back soon and Jake Neighbors being probably the easier guy to send down compared to other guys on the roster, it might just make the most sense... Um, you know, business wise to send neighbors down. But then again, who knows what, who knows what the situation will look like? Who knows what, um, like J taps or Richard Clay says, Shen injury, uh, could change things too. Maybe they were prepared to send him down, but then all of a sudden Shen's injury is saying, crap, we need an extra forward. We need neighbors to stay. Uh, so I, I don't know. It, it, it stinks for me to sit here and say, I don't know, but there's so much that goes into this, this decision. Um, and there's so many different, outlooks that I think the Blues could have on Jake Neighbors that I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a regular in this lineup moving forward, you know, every single night on the third line. Um, or I wouldn't be surprised to see him get sent down after the night uh, and, and, and go with, um, you know, more of a veteran presence. Um, but with with the COVID protocols and, and injuries that are inevitable to happen, um, it, it would be a good backup plan if the Blues were to say, you know, maybe we'll keep you past your nine games. Maybe the 40-game mark is what they're shooting for, and, and Jake Neighbors will be the 13th forward. Um, 
And with, as JTEP says in chat, the unpredictability of COVID when they inevitably lose more guys to COVID or injury or whatever, they'd rather have Jake Neighbors to come play third or second line or even first line time rather than a guy like Kyle Clifford. Um, So there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, I don't think, I don't think he's going to stay. If I had to predict, I don't think he's going to stay. I just think it makes more sense long-term for his development and for the blues for him to go back down to juniors and dominate there and then come in next season and be fully NHL ready. Um, but I would love to see him stay. I think it would be um, exciting to have him on the roster and it'd be probably better this season than to have Kyle Clifford sort of fill in that spot. But again, if I had to make a prediction, I would say he gets sent down, but Hey, let's hope I'm wrong um, because there's only one way to find out. And that's just by waiting and seeing. So if you guys have a, have a prediction for where you think Jake Neighbors will go, and you want to put your money where your mouth is or bet on anything of the sort, you got to check out betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. They have a brand new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball, football, and hockey action this season. Head over to their new updated desktop or mobile mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, which ended. So uh, maybe you could bet on next season if you got some hot takes, who's going to win the World Series or anything like that. NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And when I come back, I'm going to be sort of wrapping up all the talks from today. Um talking about Oscar Sun be coming back a little bit and more so don't go anywhere all right so previous segment we were talking about Jake neighbors um, and why I sort of think he should stay now I think I want to focus a little bit on why I think he won't stay um, and that is a couple couple different reasons uh, one of those reasons is Oscar Sunfist a great player that is, you know, returning imminently for the St. Louis Blues. Um, Going to fill obviously has a spot penciled into the lineup um, right away as soon as he comes back, which means that there is going to have to be someone coming out. And if that someone is Jake Neighbors, you'd probably rather have him in juniors than sitting in the press box. Um, another reason is just depth overall. The Blues did a tremendous, tremendous job this offseason of prioritizing depth. Uh, and JTAP says it in the chat, says it perfectly. James Neal was a perfect offseason signing. I agree. Uh, someone that came in on a PTO is now a, a core forward for the St. Louis Blues. He's been very flexible, has played up and down the lineup, and has looked strong um, where wherever he's played. And James Neal is just one of you know many forwards that have that exact same profile for the St. Louis Blues. And sort of the reason why I think Jake Neighbors is going to get sent down, because Jake Neighbors is more of a – more of a, uh, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say he's a less, less of a dynamic player than James Neal, but in terms of like utility throughout the lineup, you can put James Neal on different line on many different lines, and you can put Jake Neighbors. If you're playing Jake Neighbors, you're playing him, you know, on the fourth line, um, sort of trying to protect him a little bit, or maybe you're playing him up with some more skilled players. So just the depth of this team makes it a lot safer to bring in a guy like James Neal um, to, to fill in for injuries or COVID or just even when the lineup is fully healthy than Jake Neighbors um, because with the amount of 
skill and talent they have at other forward spots. Jake Neighbors is almost getting underutilized at the in his current state, you know, playing on the fourth line. Um, I think he could be, you know, in the top six of some other NHL teams that don't have the forward depth that the Blues have. Um, so it, it's it's a good problem to have. It's an unfortunate problem to have. Uh, but, you know, this time next year, this time, you know, three, four years from now, we're going to be very grateful uh, for this 2021-2022 Blues team because the the depth of this forward core and just the depth of this team in general is going to do wonders for the development. Uh, and when, you know, James Neal leaves after this season um, and Kyle Clifford probably leaves after this season as well and those depth guys leave uh, and, the, and the youth movement continues to sort of grow, this year is going to be huge for their development. Having a guy like James Neal to mentor the guys, having a guy like Kyle Clifford to mentor them as well, uh, it's 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 great. And we've seen we see some other teams um, that sort of try to go with the with the all youth movement that they play inconsistently. Um, so you sort of need a good mix, and the Blues have a lot of flexibility this year with their roster in terms of veteran depth, but also some young guys: Clem Costin, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas. Uh, it's a really good balance, um, and I think that that does for a strong team. You know, when when you're when you're forwards, um, uh, you need you need something out of your forwards. You need veterans. Uh, it, it's 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 going to be a long term battle for the Blues this year. You know, eighty two games, and we've seen it how the forward core can go can go quiet. Um, and when you're having games like that, one nothing, two nothing games, it's good to have that veteran presence uh, to sort of get you through the tough times um i yeah jace have mentioned toronto in chat i couldn't put my i could not think of the team that i was trying to roast but yeah the toronto maple leafs are a perfect example of what can go wrong when you have six spectacular you know wonder kids uh on your team they they haven't had any success they tried to bring in veterans um and it's sort of right right the ship but we've seen how it can go wrong um so it, it's a good problem to have if you're the St. Louis Blues, to, to have a little bit too much depth where your really exciting prospect is going to have to wait another year. We saw it with Jordan Cairo. We saw it with Robert Thomas. Um, got a little bit of taste of them, uh, of what they could do, and then got sent back down to juniors. Like, oh, man, you know, I really wish they could have stayed up this season. And then they come up, and they look all that much better. So just imagine Jake Neighbors at this time next year having the sort of jump that Jordan Cairo had between his, his first stint in the NHL. And his for in his rookie season, oh my goodness, that would be exciting hockey um, to watch. But that being said, I think that's all the time I have today. So I wanted to thank everybody so much for listening. The chat was so busy today. JTAP, Patrick, Richard Clay, uh, who else? Greg Kane, everybody in chat, thank you so much. If you guys want to join them next time, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube at Locked On Blues and hit the notification bell. That way, whenever we go live, you can hop in, join the chat, have your comments read live during the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Um, makes it a lot easier for me as well, just having comments to go off of so I'm not scrambling for the next thing to say. Um, so really appreciate that, everyone Everyone that listened, but also really appreciate everyone that listened at home. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Leave a review or a thumbs up if you're feeling so kind. Follow us on all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.